Are you looking for a podcast that will give you practical parenting tips and encouragement from a Christian worldview? Are you weary of parenting advice that doesn't really produce any lasting change in your children? Have you already listened to part one of this episode? Well, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. Today, in part two of our How It All Began episode, Ginger and I want to pick up our conversation where we left off in part one. But before we do that, here is a quick word from our sponsor. I read something online recently that really pricked my heart. It said, the church should handle adoption and caring for the fatherless like we handle the Great Commission. While not everyone is called to adopt, everyone does play a role in caring for the fatherless. Friends, this is why Ginger and I are thrilled to share more about our sponsor, Lifeline Children's Services. Lifeline believes that adoption is one way that God provides families for vulnerable children who need to know the love of Christ and the love of a family. They walk with foster and adoptive families and provide them with parent coaching, educational services, and professional counseling so they can better nurture and disciple their children. Whether you're a foster or adoptive family who could use support services, or if, like my family, you want to support those who have opened their homes to these precious children, you can find out more at lifelinechild.org. Again, that's lifelinechild.org. Lifeline brings gospel hope to vulnerable children. So Katie, I've shared some of my testimony, and as I mentioned, I'm going to be sharing a lot more of my story as far as the details of my story in that When Teens Rebel episode, but I know our listeners are going to want to get to know you as well. So how about you share a little about yourself? Sure. Well, I love to share my testimony because it was actually my husband who led me to Christ, and then according to him, it was partly me who led him to Christ. And I know that sounds really confusing, but yeah. I'll just give some background. I grew up in a Christian home with two amazing parents. And though they brought me up in church and in the Word, my heart wasn't changed until I was a senior in high school. And I was watching this boy on TV during our high school morning announcements, and he was talking about how he came to school early to worship God, which was just amazing to me. I, oh, wow. I didn't wake up early for anything, so <laughs> that was really saying something. And as I watched this 17-year-old boy, um, well, one thought I had was, I want to know more about this God that he's talking about. I mean, I, I knew about God, but I wanted that deeper relationship with God. Um, and I also thought, I'm going to marry that guy. I distinctly remember thinking that. And I think I even said it to my friend, uh, Rebecca, who was there with me. Uh, so I did. I married that guy. Six years later, I married him. And not two months. <laughs> I'm still blown away by that. That's amazing. God has been so good. Um, but my husband's name is Brian, and he is my favorite person ever. And mm-hmm. um, But we weren't very far into marriage, about a year before everything kind of started to fall off the rails. And I'm sure I'll share more of that at some point, but we went through close to 10 years of marriage counseling and many near-divorce situations before Brian's eyes were finally opened to the gospel for the first time. Mm, Um, By the grace of God and through just our amazing biblical counselors, Brian came to realize that he had been self-deceived that whole time. And although he claimed to know Christ before, he was actually blind and indifferent to his sin. Mm -hmm. And um, Brian has given me permission to share 
this story whenever I choose because, as he said, it's not his story. It's our story. And more importantly, it's God's story. And God gave me the ability to forgive things I never thought I could forgive. And I was able to show the love of Christ to my husband during a time when he was just, you know, really unlovable, to be honest. And that is not a human reaction. Um, so I give all the glory to God that we have a wonderful marriage today. And also, I like you, Ginger, I'm thankful that God allows me to remember this because um, it's such an assurance of my salvation to know that I was able to forgive something that with my own human strength, I would not have been able to do. Now, I hate what happened, um, but I love our story because it's the story of anyone and everyone who has ever been saved by the grace of God alone. Oh, Katie, I love that. It's such an incredible representation of God's unconditional love for us when we're able to love someone whose actions are really making them unlovable. What a gift you were able to give to Brian. And I'm sure you experienced a lot of hurt and probably a lot of anger, mm. but it's obvious that God used your willingness to keep on loving Brian to soften and change his heart because Brian, he's just such an amazing man of God now mm. who definitely puts his family before himself. You know, when Ronnie and I spent time with you guys at the Teach Them Diligently convention in Nashville last year, we would have never guessed that you guys went through such a hard time. Because it's just so obvious that God has brought tremendous healing to your marriage because you guys are just so adorable together. Well, I've told Brian many times that it's a very good thing. He's so agreeable and just kind and easy to live with because I really don't know <laughs> what would have happened otherwise. Y'all would be finding me on a true crime podcast probably. <laughs> but honestly, we're both just so very grateful and joyful that God saved our marriage. And Brian prays with me every night and every single night he thanks God for our marriage. And that's just a huge, huge blessing. It is. And you know, a thankful heart that makes all the difference mm -hmm. in any marriage, doesn't it? When we Absolutely. take time to be thankful for what God has given us. Uh, so you guys traveled a lot with the military and that was early in your marriage, right? Right. So, you know, despite all the marital upheaval, we had a really great time. Um, nine years in the Air Force, uh, Brian was, before we moved to Birmingham about six years ago. So we're originally from Georgia, but Birmingham has been uh, really good to us, except during football season, because <laughs> we're Georgia fans. <laughs> oh, and that's the only problem I foresee with you and I having, Katie, yeah. is when Auburn plays Georgia. I'm telling you, things could get ugly. I uh, know. Well, you know, we're not that competitive. We're not too bad. Um, but I will confess that Brian and I both turned off the Georgia-Alabama game this year and started looking at houses on Zillow. I mean, that was what we did during the fourth <laughs> quarter of the Georgia-Alabama game. You know, we're stuck right here in the middle of Auburn and Alabama fans. Mm -hmm. um, but we have actually decided to move to Georgia. Um, football was only about 15% of that decision. Maybe like 20 I don't know. It might be a little more like 25%. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. Jury's still out on that one. <laughs> yeah. And I know you've been super busy every time I talk to mm -hmm. you. You're packing, you're boxing, you're taping things up. Today you were painting, getting ready for your move to Georgia, and all in the middle of launching a podcast. Yeah. I'd say you are, uh, I think you definitely qualify as a multitasker. Well, <laughs> I've, I've never thought that about myself, but it does seem in this season I've just had to 
do all the things. Well, I will say this. Dinner has fallen off the rails. So it's kind of fend for yourself over here right now. <laughs> well, hey, that's okay. You're juggling a lot of balls over there that's right, right now. So, but I know you're excited about your move to Georgia mm. and uh, that's coming up pretty soon. So we, um, so that's exciting. All right. So you guys have three kids. That's right. We have three who've been homeschooled since day one. And I can guarantee you we fit almost every homeschooling stereotype you can imagine, um, except for the denim jumpers. Though <laughs> I do have a denim apron I probably wear 90% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that counts because Lord knows if we don't have something denim, we're not officially homeschooling moms, That's right. right? Yeah, it goes with the territory. <laughs> yep. Okay. So how old are your kids? So we have a 10-year-old boy, a 9-year-old girl, and a 5-year-old boy, and we still call him the baby monster. Um, but it was actually just after the birth of this baby monster when I had a newborn, a 5-year-old, and a 3-year-old. And that's about the time I first discovered your book, Don't Make Me Count to Three. I wish I could remember how or where or why I found it, but I do remember after reading it that I said, I need to read this book every single year. And I have every single year because it's just a great reminder, a wonderful refresher. And um, it's just been a huge blessing in our lives. Oh, Katie, that's such a blessing for me to hear that. I'm so thankful the Lord's used it to encourage your family. That, that means a lot to me. know if you and your family have jumped on the monthly membership bandwagon, but my family really has. There are several that we get super excited about, but one of my kids' absolute favorites is called Dwell. Dwell is a monthly membership of scripture designs to help you and your family memorize one Bible verse every month. So we have what's called the Family and Friends membership, and it includes a four by five and a half print of the scripture verse, two key cards with the verse, and this is my favorite part, nine temporary tattoos. The designs are just beautiful, and I think this is a perfect Christmas or a birthday gift that doesn't include just more plastic stuff laying around the house. Actually, I have a funny story about my dwell tattoo. I was having dinner with my parents one night, and I had one on my wrist because we were learning John 8:36. Well, my dad saw it and asked if I had a new tattoo on my arm, and I was like, yeah, dad, I've had this for almost 10 years. <laughs> and he said, well, I never noticed that before. <laughs> And then I had to confess that I lied to my dad about a fake scripture tattoo. So, you know, don't be like me. To learn more about this wonderful way to help you and your family hide God's word in your heart, just go to dwelldifferently.com and sign up today. Again, that's dwell, D-W-E-L-L, differently.com. I was really excited when I first got to meet you at a homeschool conference. Um, as Ginger said, teach them diligently. So my husband and I are major conference nerds. We go to as many as we can. And we also like to find our favorite speakers and go to every single one of their sessions. Ginger, I don't know if you remember meeting me at that time because, you know, it's just hard to remember faces when you see just hundreds of or thousands of people during conference season. But after a few years and about a dozen of your sessions, I felt like I knew you, which is so strange because you didn't know me, but I felt like I knew you. Um, but I approached you one day and asked about book publishing. At the time, I wanted to publish a children's book because um, I thought, well, that'll be easy. Um, <laughs> I, I learned differently. But uh, Ginger, you were just so gracious to share what you knew with me about publishing and I will say that's kind of unusual. Um, I've spoken to other authors who, you know, just didn't really want to share that information for whatever reason. But um, I don't know if you remember this, Ginger, and you said, I've had many people help me along the way, and I'm just happy to help others. And I think that says 
that just says a lot about your character, honestly. Um, but not too long after that conference, I was planning speakers for our homeschool group because I also am a part of a homeschool group here. And so I reached out to Ginger and, you know, she very graciously accepted. Ginger is my TED trip, basically. So I was so <laughs> excited that you accepted my invitation. And um, I promoted this event everywhere I could. Our group has hundreds of members. And, you know, at that time, our attendance was probably around 40 or 50 people. Well, like six people showed up and I was, I was so bummed and honestly frustrated for you, Ginger, that I felt like you had wasted your time driving up to Birmingham for like half a dozen people, um, for such a small group. But because we had such a small group, Ginger and Ronnie and I had a lot of time to talk, didn't we? Yes, we did. And I know with all my heart that God orchestrated all of that. Mm. And let me just say real quick, too, that I never view small groups as a waste of time. I always trust that God brings who He wants to each event, whether it's just a few people or, or a big crowd. And I'd also like to add that Katie was expecting lots of people because Katie thought I was famous, which is exactly <laughs> how I was able to rope her into hosting this podcast with me. I don't know if it went that way. I think it went the other way around because I mentioned I would love to hear you on a podcast. And you said, well, I don't know. I don't really know much about podcasting. And I was like, well, I do. And, you know, volunteered to be your host. And I figured I could learn all the hard stuff <laughs> down the road, yeah. which I've had to do. Um, but my favorite part of that night was when I apologized again for such a poor turnout. And you said what you just said. You know, I feel like God brought me here to talk to you. And, you know, it just, that just gets me thinking about that, how God has seen this project through from idea to this very recording. And I truly believe it is all so he can use us, you and me, gender, to encourage other parents and to bring glory to his name. So I'm just, I'm thrilled. So, trying to learn the technical side of producing a podcast. Well, that's the sort of thing that just makes me break out in hives. <laughs> and so anything technical, uh, you know me well enough to know that now, Katie. Yeah. Anything technical completely overwhelms me. I can vouch so, for that, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. So when you said that you could host the podcast and handle the technical side of it and that you were willing um, you know, to do all that for me, it, it was really like the clouds parted and the sun broke through. Oh. And, you know, I don't know. I think I'd asked Ronnie a dozen times two years before you and I met if he thought I should do a podcast, especially after the events when we would have so many people come up and ask about it. And mm. Ronnie always said that he thought I should. But like you, he also knows that how non-technical I am. <laughs> and so, Katie, I remember after we had talked to you that night when the event was over and Ronnie and I were walking out back out to the car and he said, and there's your sign. Oh, Katie. that's awesome. <laughs> and so once again, I felt um, through meeting you and just your gracious offer to help me with this podcast podcast that God was once again paving the way for me to be able to encourage more people. And the more I prayed about it, which was over a year, like you said in the beginning, before we actually started recording, um, and the more I got to know you, the more convinced I was that God truly orchestrated that meeting mm -hmm. where six people showed up. <laughs> right. We were meant to talk about, we were, we were so meant to do this together. Mm -hmm. And I've just found that you are really wise beyond your years. Mm -hmm. And you've just already been such a huge blessing and spiritual encouragement in my life. And I know you're going to be in the lives of our listeners as well. Mm -hmm. So I praise the Lord that He brought us together in friendship and for such a time as this. Amen. Well, now that you know a bit more about us, we want to share with you what we hope to bring to you each week on this podcast. So Ginger and I plan to publish weekly episodes every Monday. 
you can expect practical parenting advice and encouragement from a biblical perspective. And while I certainly don't have all the answers in parenting, I do love to help parents think through how they can handle specific struggles that they might be facing with their kids. So if you have a parenting question, we'd love to hear from you. Go to gingerhubbard.com slash podcast, and we'll do our best to answer it on our show so that others can be encouraged too. And something we're both really excited about is our quick tips segment that we'll be incorporating into some of our shows. And that's where Ginger and I will be sharing helpful tips related to pretty much anything and everything. Might be a quick tip on cooking, not from me, no, right from Ginger, (laughs) or time management or housekeeping or nurturing your marriage. The sky's the limit with the quick tips. Or spontaneous homeschooling. Or spontaneous homeschooling. (laughs) Now that one I could probably do. Yes. Now, if you have a quick tip of any kind, please let us know at gingerhubbard.com slash podcast. And we'd love to share your ideas with our listeners. In closing, Ginger, are there any thoughts you'd like to give our listeners as we head into our first season of this podcast? So what do you hope the listeners get out of it? Yes, we are so excited for the privilege of getting together with you guys every week. And it's just such an honor for us to get to walk beside you on the journey of parenting. Our primary goal for this podcast is to encourage and equip you to reach beyond outward behavior, address the issues of the heart, and point your children to the transformational power of Christ. And from a practical standpoint, we really want to help you to move past the frustrations of not knowing how to handle issues of disobedience and defiance and into a confident, biblical, and well-balanced approach to raising your children. Thank you, Ginger. And thank you, listeners, so much for joining us. If you want to know when new episodes will be released, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. And I know we haven't given you much to review at this point, but we would love to have you leave us a rating or a review at some point to help get the word out about this podcast. Ginger's resources are phenomenal for helping parents get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. So today we're offering a 10% discount on her Wise Words for Moms chart and her best-selling parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to Three. Uh, Shout out to Ted Tripp for publishing that. Thank you, Ted. Uh, To get your 10% discount on both of these resources, enter the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children and point them to the transformational power of Christ. If 2020 taught us anything, it's that homeschooling is doable for almost any family, but that doesn't mean it's easy. One thing my husband and I do for ourselves every year is to go to our favorite homeschooling convention called Teach Them Diligently. There, we hear from amazing speakers who are just truly experts in their fields, including one of my favorite speakers, Ginger Hubbard. You may have heard of her. (laughs) She'll be at all four in-person events this year. Teach Them Diligently is more than just a convention, though. It's a trusted community of like-minded homeschoolers, and they provide helpful content to equip you to homeschool and disciple your children better. My husband and I have been to other homeschooling conventions and... You know, one thing I noticed about Teach Them Diligently is that it is truly Christ-centered and family-focused. For more information about the upcoming virtual and in-person Teach Them Diligently events, visit teachthemdiligently.net. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net.